Welcome to Midweek Live, a podcast by North Point Community Church that's designed to help you get to know the people around you so we can do better and be better together. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome. A little bit of a delay today, but that's all right. We're glad that you're joining us. Uh, My name's Kim. Midweek Live, middle of the week, middle of the day. I'm here with Linda. Um, Linda, you were here with me just like like five weeks ago or something. It went fast, didn't it? Yeah. Um, We started a new series um, called All the Feels that happened on Sunday. And we're really um, dealing with emotions, difficult emotions, ones that Mm -hmm. are hard, ones we all feel, things like grief, which we just heard from Shane on Sunday. We'll hear about fear and and doubt and guilt um, and anger. And um, I have just kind of been working with people to hear their testimonies specific to some of these emotions. And I got a chance to meet you, even though we'd gone to this church together for so long, got a chance to meet you in 2020 and heard your story. And, um, you know, I know that uh, you just came to mind immediately when we were... um, when I was thinking about a story and testimony of grief, now not to say that your entire life testimony is a testimony of grief, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that there is um, a strong story that you have to tell um, in regards to grief, in regards to um, what grief has looked like in your life, um, at different seasons of your life, what grief has looked like. You're probably in a whole new season, I'm guessing, of Maybe grief not being a part of the story. I don't know. Yes. Um, but I I do want to dig in with you. And I think it would be good for us to get a little foundational groundwork first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda, would you mind telling me just a little bit more about your your childhood? Um, what were you brought up in a Christian home? Kind of what there were some things I know you told me in your story that I felt like your childhood was a really great starting point yes. for us. And so can you tell me a little bit about what your childhood looked like? Yeah, well, my um, childhood was uh, that we, you know, we were uh, we were brought up Catholics, mm-hmm. um, Catholic, but we really didn't, um, we, you know, we did the sacraments, um, but we didn't um, attend church regularly. Um, mm-hmm. My father was uh, my father was disabled. He mm-hmm. had a stroke when. We were very young. I was very young. Mm. And so because of that, my mom didn't drive. Um, I'm, I come from a family of eight. And oh, wow. so, um, you wow. know, that was difficult. Yeah. Um, and so her her um, load was heavy. Mm. And uh, so because of that, um, I feel that God placed us in a, you know, in a place mm. um, where he not only... Um, provided the the place for for me to grow in my faith, but yeah. he literally provided the place yeah. down the street. Yes, um, you know we grew up in the projects, and so there was a church down the street that um, our pastor, my pastor Reverend Canner, and his mm-hmm. wife um, had. They were missionaries. They were there mm-hmm. in our community for over fifty years. Wow. And they were the ones that had the biggest influence on my life Yeah, from the time I was probably, I want to say like five years old, six, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I remember the little chairs. So you stepped up into, you know, big chairs. And so, um, so anyway, um, that's where I I grew and I, I grew to know who Jesus was and, um, you know, and so occasionally we would go to, you know, go to church and. Um, and everything to the other church, uh, to Catholic church. But 
you know, there was just something in me that desired more of mm-hmm. what I was learning mm-hmm. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, very personal. It mm-hmm. was always about a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. It was never about for me, yeah. for me. It yeah. was never about religion. Yeah. And so I learned that very young. Yeah. And I also think it's really important that, you know, you you saw your mom. You, you, I've met your mom. Your mom's a, a little lady. Yeah, she was supposed She's, to come with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but you were already given um, almost a preview yes, of what of your my own life, life was going to look like. Right. And, um, and, and I just think that, you know, when we look at that, I just, I'm in awe of the way that the Lord works, you know, and, uh, exactly. so it's, it's really beautiful. Exactly. So, um, was your parents' relationship a good relationship? Um, I wish I could say yes, mm. but I, I have to say no because, yeah. um, well, number one, um, you know, my dad, uh, obviously with him not mm. being able to. Um, do what a man can do yeah. and to provide for the yeah. family. You know, he was very frustrated. angry yeah. and he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of verbal abuse mm. um, because he just, he was angry. He was frustrated. And, you know, I yeah. couldn't understand it then. Yeah, as a kid. But I, I once thought. I had the experience with my husband, yeah, like God came full circle yeah. in my life to understand yeah. even him and even to release things in my own life that I held against him. Yeah you know, for the yelling and mm. making my mom cry mm. all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I like I grew up always seeing my mom cry. Yeah. And so when the person that means the most to you mm. is constantly crying and mm. you want it and we were like we were like little ducklings behind mm-hmm. her. You mm-hmm. know, whenever he would be yelling and, you know, cursing and everything to, you know, yeah. um, and she would leave the house, you know, mm. me, my youngest uh, siblings, like we'd always follow her. We'd always go to yeah. a friend's house. Yeah. You yeah. know, look how important that is yeah. now that I see that in my life of mm. how important fellowship is mm. and people that um, strengthen you. And yeah. so we would go to her friend's house and we would, you know, we would, um, we would stay there with her and, yeah. t- you know, and uh, she took us to church. My yeah. mom is a fa- the one that gave me that foundation mm. You know her, uh, yeah. my mom as well as Mr. and Mrs. Kenner. Yeah, yeah. Because of that, when, when and where did you meet your husband? Oh, I I met my husband. <laughs> it was like crazy. Um, I met my husband. I was running for Cantaloupe Queen. Okay, so okay in Fireball, <laughs> my big town Fireball that I'm always bragging about. I know people probably like Fireball. What is it? You know, it's a small little town, yeah. but I love my little town yeah. more than. You know, oh gosh, it makes me want to cry when I yeah. think about it. You know, um, everyone tells me I should move to Fresno, but it's like I can't do that. Yeah, I love my town. Yeah. So anyway, um, I so I was I ran for Cantaloupe Queen, and you had to sell tickets. Okay. For it, you know, and so he was at of all places, he was at a bar, you know, <laughs> and um, and I, you know, and I went in, and I wasn't yeah. of age. I had I actually had barely turned twenty years old, uh-huh. and so I went in there, and um, I sold him a ticket. He only bought one. One ticket. Okay. Like it's like really? He yeah. should have bought we more. Come on. We, we've always yeah. joked about that. He said all it took was one. <laughs> you know? So um I love so it. anyway, uh I you know, I ended up winning yes. and uh and I also won him, you know, oh. be, won his heart over, I yeah. guess, you know. But that yeah. was where, you know, of all places. I, yeah. Yeah. Met him there. Yeah. At a, Your husband wasn't always in a wheelchair. He was diagnosed. Yeah, my no, he was he was well. Um, you know, all of our, um, you know, the majority of our our marriage, you know, yeah. up until uh, seven years, 
before he passed away. How, and, long, were you, how long were you married for? Uh, 32 years. 32. Yeah. So around 21, uh, 26. 32. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so. Or 25. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he, he, you know, he got, we were told that, you know, he had been, he had been having, um, you know, he had been falling. He had been mm. having a lot of issues. He had a drop foot. Okay. And he had had it for quite a long time, but they would always just kind of say it was nerves and everything else. Right. But then he started falling all mm. the time and, um, you know, mm. and, and just imbalance, a lot of imbalance. And we didn't know what it was. Yeah. He went into the hospital for, um, for a uh, ruptured appendix. And wow. from that time, he... Uh, he had lost a lot of, he lost like 30 pounds in, wow. a, in you know, like six days. Yeah. Um, but then after that, it was like everything just kept getting worse. Yeah. So after about, um, after about maybe like, I don't know, six months after that, um, you know, going to the doctors, they yeah. diagnosed him with Lou Gehrig's, which is um, a terminal disease that, you know, you mm. live three to five, five, you know, if you're lucky. Mm. Well, I shouldn't say if you're lucky, but you know, yeah. I mean, not yeah, that's that's that. the that's the timeline that's they're timeline. giving you guys. Yeah, yeah. And so, you said he actually lived for seven years after diagnosis. Lived, yeah, diagnosis. Yeah, like the first year of not knowing. Yeah, you know, and then um, six years after that. Wow. Um, you know, and this is where, and this is where my question of grief lands with you. Um, you know, did you find yourself at times after that, after that diagnosis and into that seven years, did you find yourself in a, in a grief period of like, you didn't expect for your life to kind of look like it did, you know, for your marriage to kind of, for this to be where you guys were at? Did you find yourself in a, you know, almost sad about that? Yeah, very. I mean, I remember um, when they told us, um, I remember driving home, when we drove home, and as the doctor told us, I'm looking at her, and she kind of has a smile on her face in mm. a way. I think it's just it was her demeanor, you know. And, yeah. And she just says, you know, there's nothing we can do. And basically, I felt like she had handed us, you know, this slip of paper saying, you know, here's your death sentence. Go serve it. Mm. And we just looked at her, and we were like, but what do you mean? Isn't mm. there anything else? And she's like, there's nothing really, mm. you know. And so— mm. Um, I just remember driving home and like hearing that song, um, um, you know, from Adele, like hearing these two songs mm. from Adele, you know, that, mm. uh, um, and just sitting in the back seat crying, mm. you know, I was just crying because mm. I just thought like our life is just not supposed to be this way. Mm. You know, we are supposed to be able to. it's the it's the season of life you're expecting to kind of just enjoy each other am i right yeah like we're supposed to grow old together we're yeah. supposed to yeah. see our kids you know yeah. have their kids and mm -hmm. you know live a full life yeah and it was you know it's like it was it was not going to be and at mm -hmm. that time I mean, I just thought it was going to, like, happen the next day. You know, it just yeah. was scary. It felt like it yeah. was happening now. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then having to tell, sit our children down and talking to them and just telling them. And it's like, you know, just it's not anything you ever want to tell them that your dad is going to die, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking he's going to die of old age, but now mm -hmm. it's like, no. And mm -hmm. so that was hard. That was 
hard. And so I think all along it was always, you know, what we thought it was supposed to be. And, you know, for a time we probably lived like, mm. I mean, we lived like, for 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 a time, I felt that we lived like we were, we were dying mm. instead of living, mm. you know. Mm. And so, um, but God is great, mm. and God gave clarity to something that I could have never imagined um, in a moment mm. that we had. It was it was what I call my defining moment, mm. and it changed everything. It changed the way I live my life even to this day, mm. and it was that. I had been feeling very sad, and this was probably like three, maybe four years after, after that had happened, and um, we we weren't going out, we weren't doing anything, we mm-hmm. were just kind of living mm-hmm. for this moment that mm-hmm. was going to happen. Just like waiting. Yet it's not mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And then I I went up to him and I said, "Fatty," because I used to call him Fatty. Mm-hmm. I said, "Fatty," I said. Do you ever ask why? Mm. Like, do you ever ask why? Because mm. at that moment, I wanted to ask why. I mm-hmm. wanted to say, God, please. But mm-hmm. my heart and the Jesus that I knew, mm. like, I didn't feel that I could I, I could ask that because I felt that if I did, I was doubting what he was doing. Yeah. You know? So I asked him, I said, you know, do you ever ask why? And he says, he says no. He's laying back, and at, and mind you, he lost his voice. He's losing his yeah. voice, so his voice wasn't really strong at the time. And in the end, nobody could understand him. But yeah. he he says no. He says because um, I'm grateful that I got to have the time I did with my children, with our kids, mm-hmm. um, when mm-hmm. they were little, and mm-hmm. that it didn't happen. That it didn't happen then, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he mm-hmm. says it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? Mm. You wanted him to How, be mad with you. I wanted him to tell me, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm mad. Yes, why, yeah. God? You yes. know, and he, I'm yeah. asking the questions. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 the one going through it. Yeah. And he just and after he said that, it was like this aha moment and mm. like God just said, Here it is. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. And at that moment I just told him, You're right. Yeah. Right. Like what am I what am I thinking? And at that at that point, I like I changed. I told him we were going to start doing things. We mm. were going to start mm. changing our lives, and we did. Mm-hmm. We started getting out. We never mm. stopped after that. We would yeah. get home at sometimes midnight, you know, from going places because yeah. I we started living instead yeah. of you know dying because yeah. that's what we were doing. It's interesting that you mentioned that this happens at the midway point. I mean, you you looking back, you now know it was seven years, right? But you're you're having this conversation at the at the midway point. And he goes on to live another yes. three and a half years or so. Yeah. And I'm sure that second three and a half was so much better it was the than best. the first. Yeah. Yeah. And it you, was the best. And you almost go, yeah, it must have been because of this moment. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was the hardest because things got, yeah. you know, his body just totally betrayed him yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But, um, but it was the best because we made it, yeah. you know, we made it the best. And then here's the thing. In the second half, yeah. it's like it's like a, we were in fourth quarter, right, of, yeah. a, of a game. Yeah. In the, in the fourth quarter is what counts. Yeah. And in the fourth quarter is when yeah. I let God fully in. Yeah. In the in the other half, you know, I was kind of like mm. I was back and forth. Yeah. You know, I felt honestly, I I felt like it was a war against mm. my soul, like with Satan, yeah. Jesus yes. fighting over my soul, yeah. and I 
wasn't sure who was going to, like, yeah. I knew where I wanted to go, but then the worldly, yeah. the world yeah. and the things that I felt that I was missing out on yeah. were, were you know, were fighting yeah. with me. But, yeah. but in that second half, in that, you know, in the fourth quarter, like I knew without a doubt, yeah, there was no question of who I was going to serve. Yeah. You know, you, you had told me something, um, you, uh, again, when we were talking a while back that I, I wanted to bring forward. I think it's important, you know, people come to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We never know what people are carrying, what they're walking in, the things, the experiences <coughs> that they me. might be having at that exact moment in time. And you had shared um, how difficult it was a lot of Sundays where, um, you know, it took a lot of energy for you to, 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 to physically get your husband you know, out of bed, into a wheelchair, out into of a wheelchair, into a, yeah, it, then, you know, and then into a car, right? right. And, you know, <clears> oftentimes <throat> you were fairly late to church. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, either that t- process took longer or there was something along the way that made you have to, to, to take more time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you said that there was some people that kind of, kind of asked you, like, what's the point? You know, you come in so late, you know? And yeah. it hurt because for you, for you, we didn't know what you were, what you guys were suffering to get there. What you guys, what was, co- what was it costing you yeah. to get there? And I thought it was just really important to bring that up yeah. because I think we have to learn to just love people, period. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's. Like that's a probably one of the hardest things because, um, you know, it was a it was a you know it was a dear friend of mine, and mm-hmm. so you know there were incidences that had happened at other places, mm-hmm. you know. So when I came to church, well, then yeah. the, you know, then it was there, and it was like, well, you know, don't blame him, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Don't blame him, and it was, and I wanted to like. You, you have no idea how hard it is yeah. on top of the emotions yes. when you're frustrated, when all this other stuff, because there's a lot of other baggage, a lot of yes. stuff that goes into not just a matter of like he's very cooperative or anything like that, right. you know, or that I am. Right. And so um, so I remember um, it just got to a point where um, I just like I didn't want to, you know, if we were going to be late, I just tell him, you know what, let's just forget it. We're not going to go because... Right. I'm going to be late. I don't want to see those people. I don't want to feel like like their eyes are on me. Right. And, um, you know, and so uh, I used to call my, um, when we'd walk into church, and we always miss worship, always. And especially the, as much as I love it now, mm-hmm. I think, wow, I miss so much, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, that was, that, it, it was what it was. Right. And so... Um, so when we'd walk in, well, I mean, you don't, you're not just walking in and going and getting in a chair. You know, ours was in the middle, so right. the handicap section. Right. And then, you know, his he has a power chair, so it's clicking and yes. clicking and clicking. Yes. I'm trying to move him back in. And then I'm trying to, like, squeeze. Yes. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to sit down. Yeah. And I, and I just remember, um, you know, it was, it was hard because um, I, like I said, I called it my walk of shame, you know, because I was, I felt shame for going in late and, you know, taking him Mm -hmm. and, um, I couldn't, you know, so then I just remember telling him finally, I said, you know what? I don't care. 
Yeah. I don't care if we're there for five minutes. Yeah. I said, we are going to church. Yes. I don't care yeah. who looks at us yeah. or who says anything. Yeah. I said, we're going to be here yeah. and we're going to be here every Sunday. And if you don't want to come with me, then you can stay home and somebody, you know, yeah. the kids will take care right. of you. Yeah. But I have to be there because yeah. I have to hear the word of God. I need to be there. I yeah. need to be present. Yeah. That's the only way I can help you. Yeah. And so, um, so I just like... I, I just didn't care anymore, yeah. you know, but it still hurt. Yeah. You know, it still hurt because yeah. it was, it was a very, um, like tough moment. I'll be honest with you, like that, those voices are still in my head. Yeah. You know, they still affect me in some way mm. that make me feel like when I'm late, cause mm. I, you know, I do have that problem and I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to feel that other people think that I don't respect their time. Yeah. You know, but it is something that I, I I don't even know why. Yeah. So yeah, probably need to go back to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I did go to therapy yeah. for all this stuff. Yeah. You know. Well, and and, and, it's, um, and that's totally good. That's yeah, a good thing yeah, to do. Yeah, I know? did for two year, like yeah. two and a half years. Yeah. And so, um, so the beauty in it though is that the the week after he we um, after he died. We went to church that Sunday. Mm. And I remember, um, I remember after church, you know, well, I, that's, I had told you that the last time I sat in that place and then God said, this is not where you're going to be anymore. Like, yeah, complete this, right? That it's complete. And, um, but as, as when we went out, um, there was a, a very dear sister friend, um, here at church and she would always talk to Salami. She would mm-hmm. always be so gracious to him. Deborah Perry, her and her mom, they were just so, so nice, mm-hmm. always talking to us. Mm-hmm. And um, and she and so you know, she had hugged me and and just you know gave me her condolences and and I and so I I shared the story with her about, yeah. you know, the my walk of shame that yeah. I used to see that as my walk of shame. She says, "Oh, honey, it's not your walk of shame." She says, it's your hall of fame. Yeah. And I was just like, mm. wow. Like mm-hmm. only God could have given her those words to mm-hmm. give to me at that time. Mm-hmm. Not because I d- deserve to be in the hall of fame. I'm, d- right. I'm, But I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about shame and God is saying something different. Yeah. He's saying, no, you yeah. know, you did what you had to do yeah. in, the, in, in that season. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want you to carry that shame with you anymore. Yeah. Let's talk about grief after after your husband passed away and, you know, this thing you guys had been waiting, anticipating to happen, happens. W- w- what does that feel like? What is that? I mean, you've been, I feel like you've been preparing, pre- quote unquote, preparing for years. Yes. But I'm sure there's nothing that can prepare you for that at the same time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, even the night, you know, like when he had, um, he started, he started, uh, you know, grasping for air, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it was like in the wee hours of the morning, we are all, you know, going to him and like trying, taking, I'm taking his mask off, his BiPAP mask, and he's like, he's grasping because he cannot mm-hmm. breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so I literally, uh, you know, Afterwards, after we calmed him, called my, 
you know, a, a cousin of mine that is in palliative care after hospice didn't answer, hmm. you know, and she's telling me, did you give him this? Did you, you know, yeah. give him the morphine? No, I only gave him half. She's yeah. like, you have to give it all to him. She says, you don't understand. People wait because they think that they're going to basically kill them yeah. with this morphine. But the morphine is what you need in order so that they're not suffering. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that at the time. And so then um, I, I was like, cousin, what's happening? She yeah. says, he's dying, honey. He's yeah. dying. Yeah. And I was just, I just broke down. Like, I mean, I have seven years, but yet I'm now, yeah. uh, you know, shocked. Mm-hmm. But um, if I can say this, can yeah. I say this? So what happens after that is short of a, it's, it's a miracle because, mm-hmm. um, you know, so my kids are all around him. We end up, you know, all coming. We're all, my three kids are with him and um, the hospice nurse comes. Mm-hmm. And so when she comes over, I'm talking with her in the other room. And then all of a sudden um, my daughter comes into the room and she says, mom, dad's saying he's ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, What? You know, and I'm like mm-hmm. paranoid because I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not like, ready. what do you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go in there and he's looking up at the ceiling as if he's seeing something. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up at the ceiling as if I want to see something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, mm-hmm. and my, because uh, I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, how can he say he's ready? He yeah. can't speak. Yeah. Because he couldn't speak. Right. You were saying it. Like, end, I yeah. had to, he would sound out w- letters yeah. and I had to make out the word. Yeah. And, but he's saying, yeah. I'm ready. And yeah. I said, Fatty, I said, what are you ready for? And he says, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I knew then that he was seeing, yeah. he was seeing God. He was seeing Jesus. Yeah. He was seeing something that I wasn't privy to at that time. Mm-hmm. I always say, a friend of mine told me that it's, that I, you know, that I walked with him to the gates of heaven, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I kind of feel like mm-hmm. in that sense, mm-hmm. I could say, yeah, because, um, you know, that was only the grace of God allowing him, allowing me to hear his voice again. I hadn't mm-hmm. heard his voice in years. Wow. And I got to hear like all of his voice of mm-hmm. saying, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And my children got to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like if that's not a gift mm-hmm. of graciousness of who God is, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, it was. You shared a journal entry uh, with me a moment ago before we started and it was that the moments, the time after, um, where your home is quiet mm-hmm. and your world is now different. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you walk in grief like that? I mean, that's, you know, it's, I mean, obviously now, you know, from that time, um, that was like eight months after and it was, um, lonely you know Mm. it was yeah it was quiet you could hear a Mm. pin drop you could hear you know and I longed especially after he he died um I longed to do the things that I had been doing yet I didn't when I was doing them they were so hard you didn't want to do them no but when it was over then I wanted to be able to you know bathe him to do you know to shower him to do all the things that you know Mm. that were so hard at that time and I didn't know how to function outside of that, mm. like doing, you mm-hmm. know. And so it was, it was, it was really hard. Um, you know, I had his pictures up, and I would talk to his pictures, you mm. know, on the wall as, and it was just like, 
you know, like I'm alone mm-hmm. and I don't know, like I don't know who I'm supposed to be at this mm-hmm. point, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been a mom. I had been a wife. That's who I was. That's where my yeah. identity was. Yeah. And But I, I know without a doubt that God was um, preparing me and he mm-hmm. was changing me mm-hmm. and allowing me to... Um, be what he wanted me to mm. be all along. Mm. You see, because when I first met my husband, um, when I when I met my husband, I remember saying that I wanted to be with him at any cost. Mm. Just before that, like I had been, I had been back to that place of wanting to serve, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. and walk with God again, yeah. you know, yeah. because at seventeen, that's when I had like this born again experience mm-hmm. of. Yes, sold out, surrendered for Jesus. But then when I had when I met my husband, I I remember saying that, you yeah. know, at any cost. Um I loved my husband, you know, he was the love of my life. Mm. You know, we were soulmates. I didn't always know that, mm. you know, because I always kind of thought, well, but he's not a believer. So and I you know, mm. so I think that whole mm. like thing of confliction, you know, like I was conflicted about that. But um, but I believe that, you know, I kind of gave up uh, mm. a lot of who I should have been maybe, mm. you know, for my husband mm. um, and maybe made him like kind of an idol. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that we do that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, with um, even with our spouses, because yeah. he says that like yeah. no one should come before me. Yeah. And I had to learn that yeah. throughout that whole process. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, God gave me grace and mm-hmm. allowed me, you know, at the mm-hmm. at the end to be able to, mm-hmm. like, find my full identity in, mm-hmm. in him. Yeah. If you could go back and do anything different, is there is there any part of this this journey you've been on that you would do different? Um, well, uh, I mean, I would. um Without a doubt, it would be uh, Jesus would be first in my life, like he always was, mm. you know, and uh, and I wouldn't compromise on mm. anything, mm. you know, like it wouldn't be a question of, um, you know, is this man mm. more important or anything mm-hmm. more important? Because um, I know that his plan is the right plan mm. for my life. Yeah. Do you feel like you've... Um sown seeds through your tears, you know, like Shane talked a lot yeah. about that this weekend, yeah. Yeah. That, that the seed could be your tears or that yeah. this, that your tears could be watering the seed for something to grow and to come. Um, do you feel like that? I do. I, mm. I really do. Um, God gives me a lot of different, um, a lot of different, you know, um, even, I don't know, maybe seeds, you know, mm. and, um, you know, one of them uh, not that long ago was... Um, the widow's story. I don't Mm. know what that means yet, Mm. but I feel like he's going to do something even with that. You know, Mm. there's just different things right now. I'm in like a lot of different, different ministries, Mm. not necessarily just in at North Point, you know, out in different areas. And um, what I've learned is that, you know, um, that uh, God has a plan and, you Mm. know, like you don't need it. You don't have to have someone tell you Mm. you're going to, you know, you have permission. Mm. Like he's the one that prepares us for mm. the missions that he has us on. Yeah. And so um, I I definitely do. And it was uh, kind of, it was emotional, you mm. know, in that scripture, because in the yeah. beginning it was that cry for help. Yeah. And I remember those cries that I had at those different times of 
crying for help and, yeah. you know, and sometimes feeling like, God, are you there? Right. You know? Do you, are you even listening? Yeah. 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 Do you believe he was? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I know he was. Yeah. I Any words of encouragement to give somebody who's walking in a similar um, season? Well, I, you know, this, this scripture, um, I actually have a picture of my husband yeah. and when we did our ALS, yeah. you know, and these were friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important that in whatever season you're going through, mm-hmm. you know, there's other people that are walking in that same season. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, to invite them in. Mm-hmm. Don't do it alone. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And I think that what helped us is that we never did it. We did some things alone at home and it felt lonely sometimes. But when we made the decision to get out and do things, yeah. we did it with people. Yeah. We surrounded ourselves with like-minded people. Yeah. And so I think that's important. But, um, um, but you know, the scripture is, you know, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Mm. And he rescues those who are crushed and whose spirits are yeah. crushed. Yeah. And, I, and I believe that with all my heart. Like mm. he is closer to you than you think, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel alone, you know, like cry out to him, mm-hmm. you know, um, get, get quiet. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know, open the word. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. If anything, mm-hmm. if you want to know who, who Jesus is, mm-hmm. like all you have to do is open this, open your Bible mm-hmm. and allow the word, allow him to speak into you and, mm-hmm. and stay silent enough that you can hear him. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're so busy yeah. talking and sometimes mm-hmm. even praying and yeah. he, he's probably saying, okay, stop now because yeah. you can't hear what I'm trying to tell yeah. you, you know? I'm really so. glad you said that. I think that is an art and something we all have to work on. You know, I think of um, you would never just go and ask for coffee with a friend and then do nothing but the talking like every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would never do that. Right. You would sit and listen. And I think there is an art. You're right. There yeah. is a practice that needs to take place yeah. for you to practice being silent. And that yeah. truly means shutting down your brain from any other thought, you know, and really focusing on what he has for you. And I think that is um, so impactful and so worth your time Yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah. He took me to, um, well, you know, so even like that very day after my husband passed away, it was like early in the morning mm. and I went to this lake. And so mm. that became our place mm. of, um, of growing. And I grew the most that mm. I, that I've ever by just being still with him mm. there, mm. listening to the birds, a quietness, yeah. praying yeah. and hearing him and, yeah. you know, him speaking to me. Yeah. So I, I definitely think if anybody is going through something like that, like this, you know, that, that you, um, you know, that, that you, still your mind, you know, Mm. that you just quiet yourself and allow him to heal Mm. the Mm. parts of you that are hurting. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I know that's not easy. I know it's not easy to share the the details and even to take yourself back to grief and and loss. And I appreciate your vulnerability in doing that. And, and, um, I'm really prayerful that people are encouraged by that. People that are walking in that. Yes. Um, that maybe in hearing this, they just feel for, feel for a moment that they're not alone yeah. in that because yeah. um, it can feel very lonely, I'm sure of it. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being um, just such a um, just such a great example of, of what it looks like to struggle and to grief and 
grieve and to also have a relationship with the Lord that is growing. And, and, um, you're just as curious, I believe, as you were when you were that little, that little girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even more so, yeah. honestly, I mean, yeah. um, that, because the one thing that really stood out to me in Pastor Shane in the scripture was those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Like that just mm. like, I, I'm testimony to mm. that joy. Mm-hmm. You know, those tears that were sown, like they're just coming up and there's flowers just everywhere, yeah. you know, like they are just, yeah. and I, I can't, I can't promise anyone like when that will be, mm. but if you allow yourself and if you allow God to do, to heal the hurt, I mean, he is going to use mm. you in a way that you could never even begin to imagine. So, um, I just, that's good. God is good. That's good. Um, thanks guys for joining us today. I pray that those words sit on you like they sit on me and, and encourage me, uh, and encourage you as well. Um, thanks for joining us today. We always look forward to hearing from you. So if any of this was impactful, we just want to encourage you to share it, um, to like it, to comment, um, believe there's power in story. And so, um, we just want for story to be, um, to be heard by others because I think we can heal from that and learn from each other and relying on the Lord. And so, um, yeah, like and share and encourage others through it. Have those good conversations. Send those text messages um, to the people that have been on your heart. God put them on your heart for a reason. Um, And go and make it a great rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week for Midweek Live. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media at NPCC Fresno.